1: And they'll be talking about only
2: God.
3: Yeah, so can we welcome them up at this time?
2: Well, glory to God. We have a wonderful team here that was able to go to Cuba with us. And so we're going to introduce them. And, uh, you know, God gave them some ability when they went. And every one of them lived up to the ability and beyond we Amen. we couldn't have been any more happy, any more excited about the team that went, and God was glorified through each and every one of them. And uh, so, we're going to I'm going to introduce my wife first.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I almost got in trouble here, <laughs> but uh, no, boy, don't. after all of these years, she puts up with me, and I am so thankful.
5: Hallelujah! We're so glad to be here, and we want to say a special thanks to Pastor R.J. RJ that yep. he would allow us to be here today and to send the team. When you see this team, you'll like, oh gosh, there was kind of a void in the church there for a week, yeah. And, yep. and uh, we do have to say something about Des reading the scripture. That was deliberate. That we end with that scripture. If you have a talent and you do nothing, what will be the result? Gnashing of teeth. So we'll read verse 31 to you, (laughs) because it does get better, lots better, huh, in verse 31, if you want to look it up already. So hallelujah, Larry's going to introduce (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to say it now.
2: (laughs) So we all want to be kingdom builders. We all want to increase our... uh, Our work for the Lord. Our talent. We want to use our talents, don't we? Amen. Amen. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Hallelujah. Appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, just what a privilege to stand before you. And so, right now, uh, we're going to introduce our team, and we're going to start with Lisa. Uh, We, uh, me, and Jean are founders of Wilco, and uh, we have now turned it over to Lisa and her husband. They have followed us for 15 years, they have, we, she, they have allowed us to mentor them, and they have been so faithful for the 15 years, and so we were just honored to turn, we'll go over to them. And we're expecting them to do way more than what we've done. So, Lisa?
5: And as Lisa comes, uh, the team will introduce themselves. Yes. And uh, as Lisa comes, I just want to say, you know what, God, it, God is just, only God is so amazing. Yeah. When you look at her, you would never remember or know that she is a Hong Kong baker, sold out to Jesus, came to Canada, and miraculously, we met her. She has rescued us. I mean, rescued us many many times in a humble and loving fashion. So yes.
6: Lisa, you can go so ahead.
2: You can rescue us again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, it's quite the contrary. Honestly, me and my husband have been so blessed and that we can be under your umbrella, your discipleship and mentorship for the last 15 to 16 years, and um, but this is my first time to go to Cuba with Larry and Jean, and it's the first time that I met this beautiful Windsor Christian Fellowship family here, and we spent that time less than two weeks in Cuba, but the love and the unity that God has allowed us to enjoy the yeah. fellowship Amen. is just deep. I can't explain it, but that's what brought me here from Vancouver mm-hmm. uh, instead of doing the video sharing. Um, <laughs> love you guys. <clears throat> love you, you. Insta Christian Fellowship family and our beautiful, magnificent team um, God has allowed us to go to Cuba. It's my first time to go to Cuba, uh, even though I've been on different missions trips with Puzzleary and Jean to to Africa or to Asia. So I'm as blank as anybody that I do not know much about Cuba. I've heard a lot about Cuba uh, from Puzzleary and Jean, and that... But when I step on the ground and meet the people, I know why they love the land and the people and why God has a heart for this piece of land. Uh, we met uh, Pastor Alex. Um, he is actually a house church. He opened his house, attached, he has a church built attached to his home, and that's where he hold the service. And when we reached there, it's the first time that I met Pastor Alex as well. So we got a chance to just share a conversation. And what is the first thing that he shared with me? The third thing that he shared is that he want to teach the people integrity. Wow. A lot of time you don't hear people mention about integrity. But this is, but from that, we can see the spiritual understanding and the death of spiritual life of this man. That he cares about integrity in the body of Christ. And he has such a big heart. Even though he has a, like, just a house church, but... On the day when we um, have the open-air meeting, just at his front yard, under the tree, in the evening, he actually brought together six churches together of different denominations. Mm -hmm. How could a house church leader in the countryside in Cuba Have such a heart for his kingdom and not just for his church. And the many resources that you have donated that allow us to the team to bring in that we share with him, he shared it all with all the six churches. He don't take it for his own. So that thank you, Jesus. So your questions, right? How could God line this all up? That we could be witnesses of what a beautiful things and what a beautiful church that He has, his bride that he has prepared in Cuba. Amen. Right? How how in the world that that could be such a connection? Oh my God. Well You have to go and get this book. Only God. There are many, many, many stories of how only God can do this. But being spending time with Larry and Jean for the last many years, I can share with you what I learned from their life, what I've witnessed in their life. They live a prayer-led life everything. Without him, we can do nothing. But all these divine connections and divine doors are lined up because these two have been so faithful in their prayer, in seeking the Lord, where to go, what to do, who to meet, and when. Everything. And God showed them, and God put in all these beautiful connections and divine appointments. And they have been to Cuba many, many times. So it is our first time. But it is their love, Christ-like love that they pour in to the pastors and the people in Cuba, not just during the trips while they are in Cuba but even through all the Facebook Messenger um, connections uh, in between, is that love that they have poured in to these people. That when we get there, we can see how that is not just a nominal relationship, but there is a deep, long-term relationship that has been established uh, with all these ministry partners. So... It is, it is only God, but man has to, has to do our parts, right? Amen. We have to do our parts in seeking the Lord. And when we sought the Lord, he, he guides and lead every single step. And it's my first time to be invited to be here with this beautiful church family. I just want to thank you. And I have a personal note, if you allow me to share. I'm very touched that the Lord has brought Pastor Larry and Jean to this church. And seeing all the loving families that they have in Christ, even though their children are not around, even though We cannot be close to them, close enough to take care of them. But I just thank God, and I want to thank the beautiful WCF family um, that we are all in Christ. And I bring greetings from our fellowship, just comprised of several families that we met at home um, out in Richmond in Vancouver. So... Thank you so much. And I want to invite our my friend, Selena. She's my roommate during the trip. <laughs> and we got, you know, time to spend together, time to pray together, and time to laugh. And um, thank you, Selena, for being—I thank God for allowing me to know you and be part of— <coughs> My life, too. Amen.
7: Hello, everyone. My name is And it's been on my heart for a long time to go on a mission trip. So when this opportunity presented itself, I was so excited to volunteer. And God had worked out all of the details smoothly and allowed me to go uh, and be part of this fantastic team. Um, But as the day got closer um, and assignments were delegated, my excitement quickly turned into doubt and anxiety. Um, I didn't speak the language and everyone on this team, as you know, um, they're so talented and they're so wonderful and just the joy of the Lord just exudes from them. And I just thought to myself, my goodness, what could I possibly have to offer that they can't already cover? So as I spent more time in prayer and in the word, God gave me the answer. The answer was my testimony. My life experience is very much different than the people that are up here. And my story will impact at least one person. It will reach at least one person. And that is who I'm, I was going to, to speak to. And praise God, as I shared my testimony, there was even more than one person that I was able to bless and encourage. And in sharing, it was a mutual blessing for me. So the more I got out of my head and started to put those fears and doubts aside and asked the Holy Spirit to come and help me, the less fearful I became, the more I shared and the more joy I had while doing it. God took me to Cuba with what I thought was nothing more than just a willingness to help and an uninteresting story and he turned it into a liberating and impactful experience that I was able to share. Each and every day I was stretched, but with the help of the Holy Spirit, I spoke in crowds in a foreign country. I prayed over more people than I ever thought that I could get through. I was overwhelmed in so many moments, but as I paused and remembered that God is always with me, I am now looking back overjoyed that God led me to Cuba with this group of wonderful people. And the story that he gave me was an encouragement to others. And now I can honestly and joyfully tell you that I can share more boldly than I ever have before. I feel free. I have a joy in the Lord, and I can now pray in tongues. And so I encourage you with whatever it is that God gave you, whatever talent that you have, whatever he's putting in your heart, whether it's to pick up the phone, cross the room, cross the street, get on a plane, do it afraid, do it anyway. I promise he will show up huge. Do not let the devil rob you of one more Wasted moment of doubt and insecurity, and remember where your help comes from Mm -hmm. and just
8: embrace it Mm
7: -hmm. and take hold of
8: that joy. (laughs) Morning, everyone. I'm Julie Hunter, I'm the executive director of Women's Life Center. I have the privilege of working with amazing women every day, and I'm also his mom. And the first part of this trip that was such a joy for me was going with my son on a mission trip and watching him and his element of loving people, preaching with youth, loving youth, and that uh, he's one of my joys. And um, for me, the overall theme of this trip, many things were impactful, but the overall theme was selflessness, first exhibited by our faithful leaders right here, Gene and Larry, and I love them so much, and um, they... Are just amazing to see them in their senior years going to uh, a country mission work is not necessarily easy it has difficulties in it and one of the things is uh, um, when we were in the city church the mode of transportation for us was horse and buggy or automated cart and they had to step up about what well, we all had to step up about this high so um, we gave them a little boostier so sometimes so we, so we had to help <laughs> <laughs> Um, so there they were. <laughs> <laughs> this was their farewell to the Cuban pastors and Cuban people. And they could have said it in a letter. But they chose to go to be examples because they are faithful servants of the Lord God. And um, one time when we were at the country church, which was the second part of our trip, um, we were speaking to leaders in, in the church. And um, and the two of them felt really on their heart to wash their feet, wash the the leader's feet, the pastor's feet. And so, um, again, showing their servanthood. So there they were. uh, There was probably, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 people in the room. Um, Larry was at the men's end washing the men's feet. Jean was at the women's end bent over washing the women's feet. Um, I was sobbing. The people were sobbing that were getting their feet washed, but I was sobbing watching these two and their faithfulness and their servanthood, their commitment to Jesus Christ. I was sobbing. I I was just like a snotty mess, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good thing I had the towel to dry the feet. (laughs) Um, But that is the faithfulness of these two. And then the other, um, all the pastors were so selfless, but particularly this Pastor Alex at at, at the end, and Lisa alluded to the fact that their small house was on one side and the church was on the other um it was a, a open door frame with no door between their kitchen and the church and you know you hear the statement separation of church and state well th- there's no separation of anything <laughs> <laughs> <there>. yeah, no <laughs> pastor alex is a worker bee and he would wor- run around making sure everything was set the small a sound system um Everybody had chairs. Everybody had everything they needed. And then his wife, Unia fed us, fed the people. I mean, selflessness, my gosh. Their whole life is servanthood, and they don't get away to get home to their own house for a reprieve. Their house is the church, and they serve the body of believers. So that is the theme that stuck out to me, was selflessness, servanthood, faithfulness.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, Well, I'm Mitchell, and I'm her son. Um, (laughs) Blessed to be her son. Um, But this trip was uh, really impactful and super amazing. It's hard to sum up, I think, really quickly for all of us, all of our stories and the impactful moments. Um, But I think a couple of things that really stood out for me was, first, the multi-generational aspect of the churches. Just going over there and just being a part of, you know, what God was doing and going to a place where I saw young people leading other young people. Inside the church is like a young person was doing sound, training another person, right? There was a dance team where this young lady was training these younger ladies. And it was cool to see that just the multigenerational aspect of just them pouring into each other, right? Just seeing what God was doing in our hearts and the desire and eagerness for young people to serve, Like, even our translator, Carlos, who, like, did a lot of work with us, like, he just, such a massive heart, and besides translating, he just jumped in at any opportunity to serve, right? Any opportunity, right, whether it be storytelling, right, being the big bad wolf or whatever it was, um, our translator was um, just such a humble guy and just wanted to just be a part of what God was doing. It was just so excited to serve alongside of us. And, you know, one thing that really stood out to me, too, is um, just how the Holy Spirit breaks down barriers. Because um, I'll say that on this side of the stage is our Spanish speaking. And then on, as we go over here, um, I don't know. It just it didn't come out as quickly. Um, and so we, we worked. We tried our best, some more than others. Um, but thankfully for the Holy Spirit, you know, he broke down barriers. He broke down walls, right? And I remember just like the first day getting there, you know, it was the first night that I was supposed to speak, right, for the all the younger people. And so I was like, all right, Lord, what do you got in the store, right? We did this message, and I felt on my heart right away, was like, all right, you, you should do an altar call. And I looked out, and there was like 300 kids, and I was like, uh-uh. uh uh-uh. I was like, there's no way we're going to be able to pray for all these guys. And so I just, you know, did my message. And at the end, um, I was was ready to get down. And all of a sudden, the translator, Carlos, was like, oh, the pastor wants you to do an altar call. I was like, of course he does. (laughs) Right? And we're like, well, you know what, Lord, you got a sense of humor. Um, So in that moment, I was like, all right. Um, And it made the call. Um, People came down. And so things were starting to go really good. I had Carlos with me, he was helping me, I was going around and the whole team was praying, everyone was praying, but I had Carlos with me and so he was translating while I was praying for these um, just different young people and the Holy Spirit was just pouring himself out. It was amazing. And then at one point was the point where I was like, "Uh uh-oh, is that Carlos was like, I gotta go. And I was like, what do you mean you gotta go, man? I was like, do you see the sea of people that we have to pray for? I was like, you're not gonna leave me here, right? Um, and so, instantly, in this moment, I was just like, uh oh, Holy Spirit, take over, right? Now we really need you a lot. Because um, he left and I started praying for people. And I was like, man, every little word of Spanish I knew, I was trying to throw in that prayer. Um, but then I was like, Holy Spirit, translate this. Yeah, because, and it was hard to hear in general because music was playing so loud. It was like there was a concert going on during the altar call. Um, so it was like a whole spectacle. It was wild, but the Holy Spirit was so cool, and people were just breaking down. You could just see the presence of the Holy Spirit filling people. And it just was like, I, I don't even know what they're fully receiving, but I know they're re- receiving the goodness of God, the peace of God, and the love of God, and the joy of God. And it was so, for me, that, that was like one of the coolest parts, is just to see how God breaks down barriers. No matter what, you can be afraid, just like Selena said, right? There's moments where we're like, uh-oh, what's going to happen? Right? All of us had those moments on the trip, but it was so cool to see that as we just surrendered and said, yes, Lord, here I am, what he did right, in and through us and using all of our different talents and skills. And I think it was just so cool to see. I, I think we're all alluding to this, but Pastor Larry and Gene are just like, I, I consider them like grandma and grandpa. Like, these guys just like, their heart is so pure and so raw and like, they just, they wouldn't say no to things. Like, it didn't matter what it was. Like, they were the first ones to jump on board and say, yeah, we'll go. We'll do that. We'll serve. Does anyone else? And they they gave us the option, if you guys want to stay back, right? But they were always the first ones to say yes. They were always the ones to lead the charge and to say, yeah, we'll go, just like the ministry. Um, Yeah. And it just, I think it just broke my heart every time to see just the amount of love that they had. And when they walked into a room, how much love they received, when we went to Cuba, that was like one of the coolest aspects. Sorry, I'm stealing anyone's thunder, but that coolest aspect was to see like when they walked in, how everyone knew them and loved them and honored them. And right away, people were calling him the boss. The boss is here, right? And he would just be like, no, no, not the boss, just a servant, right? Just um, here to love you guys. But it was so cool to see just the love that they had for them. Everywhere that they went, there was such an honor and respect and such joy that they would come and spend their time with them, that they would love on them, that they would choose to go out of their way to go to Cuba to love on these people. And so that, for me, was just super powerful.
0: Pastor Larry and... Uh my wife, Colleen, we also were privileged and honoured to be a part of this incredible team. And um, I uh, know that uh, they want to get to their message, so I'll cut out some of my points. No, no,
2: take your time.
0: <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> first and foremost, just like everybody else was saying, the highlight was honestly serving together with Larry and Jean. That was, awesome. that was That was the highlight by far. And, and just like everything else, I echo what has been said regarding, you know, their heart for the people and the people's heart for them. Um, and, um, you know, to be able to be a part of a community, I really didn't know what to expect. I'd never been to Cuba before. And to see the Cubans' heart's desire to learn, mm. to receive, really, really touched me. There was such a longing to be in the presence of God. And everything about what they did, everything about the way they ministered, everybody was willing to be a part of something. And they they all did it together. The unity that I experienced there in the body there was overwhelming, to say the least. Um, Meeting um, Bishop Isael was an incredible highlight. Um, His heart was to be, to start a church And to disciple people to start another church, to start another church, to start another church. And I can't even remember, like I remember he told me what year they first started. Um, Maybe it's a story that Larry and Gene will share later. But um, over a short period of time, they have grown to over 50 churches. And I asked him, I said, so what's your mission or your vision? And he This just broke my heart. In Spanish, of course. He didn't say this in English. But I'm going to translate literally what he told me. Redeeming our communities through Mm. disciple-making. And and I gravitated to that very, very quickly. And um, to be able to share that that's our vision. Mm -hmm. Redeeming our communities through disciple-making. And... um, um, I just a great appreciation for for what they're doing there. God is doing this all over. This is His vision Amen. to redeem our communities. Um, Colleen and I had this incredible opportunity of doing um, a marriage event in both the city church and also in the country church. What an experience! Um, it was awesome. The theme was five intentional thoughts that will change your marriage. Um, We had an opportunity, Mitch and and, uh, Julie, they took pictures of every couple, and they were so excited. It was with a Polaroid camera, and and they wanted to see the picture so fast, they're waving the thing around, and some of them, they (laughs) had to do it again and again and again. But um, the joy in their hearts, we handed out um, um, Bibles um, and devotional books, because we couldn't get enough Bibles, but with a theme of love language, you five love languages, and they had never heard about the five love languages before. Um, so be able to share that with them. Um, they were all excited. And, and even throughout the, the time that we were together, coming and sharing with us um, how it's already starting to impact, um, asking if they can use the content of the five intentional thoughts. And yes, you can use it. We did it all in Spanish for them, created a workbook for them to, to be able to use. And it was an incredible blessing. Thank you, WCF.
9: Do you want me to use, okay, good, good, okay, so I'm just going to use this mic. Um, Like Sabrina, or Selena said, sorry, (laughs) do it afraid, okay, I know you probably look at me and think, okay, she was a missionary in Bolivia, so why was she afraid, but I was, and that's totally, because Larry was the one always that spoke, Larry was the one that went into the crowd and prayed for people. And I was the one supporting him. And I'm telling you, like, when we went to the women's event, it was, oh, there were so many women there. And I just echo what Larry said. They're just so hungry. They're so hungry for God. And I was like, God, like, asking for forgiveness because I'm not hungry like this. And it was just so amazing to see. And then Jean says, okay, like, it was the end. And there's a crowd, a huge crowd of women. Okay, go out and pray for them. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to pray for them <laughs> in, my, in my spirit. And I said it to Julie, too, but it was like, okay, I'm going out to pray. I'm serious. Like, in Spanish, I've always struggled with praying. And, and, but we did it. And we did it afraid. And then I was able to go with Sel- Selena to a house of a, a woman that had just lost her, her husband. I don't know, it was probably a month, right? And these were all single women. And so Selena shared with them, and I, I had to translate, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can translate, but it worked out. God used, God used us, and I just wanted to share something because I heard this said from a worship leader. He said, Think about a kinder surprise, right? You know what a kinder surprise is. It's chocolate egg. And inside, there's a prize. And honestly, that we have to think of our lives like that. We're all kinder surprises, and God has something, something inside of us. God has something inside of us that he wants to use. But we need to be broken first. And I'm telling you, like, I feel like here I am. Just became a grandma this last week again. Hallelujah. And, and God continues to break me. He continues to break me. And I just pray that what he has for me will, will come out. And I want to encourage all of you, allow God to break you. Allow God to break you so that that prize inside of you can be used for his honor and glory.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
9: We all wanted to say, hallelujah, Hallelujah. because we just loved being with Larry and Gene. Oh, just such a wonderful couple.
5: Well, bless your (laughs) hearts. Wow. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whoops, did I just do? No, no. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I almost have no words either for this team. It was, to tell you the truth, I was afraid. You know, it was really nice. We, we sent a message to RJ and we said, um, do you know some people maybe Mitch would like to go along? And then it turned out a lot of people wanted to go along. But when we heard Pastor Larry and Colleen and Mitch and his mama <laughs> and Selena, I go, oh, dear, oh, Lord, they are all A people. Totally talented, totally gifted. Maybe we should just send Lisa and stay home. I mean, I was like, oh, my goodness. This team was unbelievable. Way over the top, way over the top in love, in love. So it was a great we, think, we can't thank pastor enough. We can't thank each one of you enough. We were just so encouraged from generation to generation. Hallelujah. God is alive and well.
4: Yeah. So,
5: <laughs> we ask um, Colleen to sing Speak Jesus. But before she does that, uh, can you guys show the video? It's not a great video, but the reason Larry and I want that just to be our testimony is we want you to see the people. Look at their faces. Look into their eyes. And so we'll try to um, get that video if possible. And then call que si han
6: sus manos. I want you to
7: close
1: your eyes. Que sus ojos todos donde están.
7: And calling. Asi que vamos a hablar
1: con Papá Dios. ¿Cuántos quieren hablar con Papá Dios? Asi que para hablar, cerramos nuestros ojos. A ver, quiero verlos a todos cerrando los ojos. Let's close our
6: eyes.
1: Y vamos a pedirle a Jesús que sea nuestro amigo.
6: Dear Heavenly Father.
1: Vamos a decírselo todos juntos. Querido Padre Celestial. Querido Padre Celestial. Long
5: after we're back
1: in Canada,
5: I will hear
4: your drums.
1: He mucho antes de
4: venir.
5: Glory to God. Again, thank you. Many of you donated towards that trip. You gave supplies. And we know you were all praying. Yep. Well, for the next few minutes, um, before we come, uh, <laughs> 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 my dear sister Colleen,
9: will when you say, when you get to be speak. our age, you'll
2: understand.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her words. Okay, so you all know this song, and so. But I'm singing it in Spanish, so I'm just going to sing it like I did in,
6: in Cuba.
5: Hallelujah.
2: Wow! Let that anointing that was over that song flow, flow, flow. Go to the streets. Go to the cities. Sing Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. What a wonderful team we had. I can't, I can't say enough about it. They said so much about me that I feel like my head's a basketball
4: <laughs>
2: uh, but,
1: uh, oh, glory.
2: I, I really can't say enough about the team. Uh, I pray that God would you take them individually ta- and, and they would take teams because they uh, carry the anointing and they carry the presence of God. And, and I didn't even want to come home. I mean, okay. that, that's how great it was. But mm-hmm. all good things come not to an end, but go in the memory bank, I guess, you know. But it was a wonderful team, and we had an awesome, awesome time there.
5: Okay, if, if our uh, media guys can put up the PowerPoint, we're all, I guess we're, for the next few minutes we do want to speak Jesus and tell you a little bit about what's in the book from Only God. So. Larry's going to just begin with just a little background. Maybe not everybody knows us.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I thank God that he loved me and was running hard after me. And uh, I got saved when I was 16 years old. And I was able to rent a farm when I was still in high school. So uh, I was really excited about Jesus. But, you know, there's only one kind of farmer, and that's a rich one. So, you know what I mean. Uh, so, I loved Jesus. He touched my heart, changed my life, gave me a love for people that I didn't possibly know I could have. But I was pursuing the farm. All I cared about was getting rich. And so, that's what I was per- pursuing at. And I was still nipping once in a while and, and uh, doing some, telling dirty stories and things that I shouldn't have been doing. Shame on me. But, but God had an end in my life. And one day I was out behind the barn, and I was scooping sunshine. Uh, and uh, God just spoke to my heart and said, Larry, you're straddling the fence. Either you get on one side or you get on the other or I'll rip you right up the middle. Whew. I think he meant it. I fell to my knees, and I was delivered from smoking, drinking, and swearing, and my conversation was very little after that, but, but, but I did. I, I needed everything renewed. But anyway, I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, pray in tongues. So my life changed. So every year, I I, I knew from that day that we would be in full-time ministry. And so every year I'd cry out to God, God, when's it time? I think it's time. God says, well, maybe next year. A little more garbage had to go out. A little more of Jesus had to come in, and uh, but my prayer was I had this little spot where the sun would shine in the window in our living room, and I'd lay there, and and my cry was, God, kill me dead, kill me dead, so I could be used for Your glory. I meant not not this, but my flesh. Yeah, yeah, this. <laughs> but. The, but that was my cry. And, you know, when you pray something like that, you better watch out. Because God wanted to clean house. He wanted to knock this farming out of me so that I could be used for his glory. Well, I, the book tells us some of the things that happened, but it, the list goes on and on. We had a tractor burn up, the hog house burnt down, the, we had crop failure, we had sick hogs. And uh, we just had a, well, we'll go into a little bit of that later. But things just kind of fell apart. But God was building us up together.
5: Amen. So one of the things then, since Larry's life changed so much, and I can tell you wives, you know, I was not perfect either, to say the least.
2: Oh, come on.
5: (laughs) (laughs) But I could tell you I learned a teaching if you want your husband to change, you should anoint his pillow with oil and pray over his pillow so it will help him during the night. I did that many, many times. And so when he came to the Lord behind the barn or renewed his life, I really wasn't surprised. Only God. Only God again. Hallelujah. And so We're just going to tell a quick story that happened during this farming time. And Larry had changed, and he uh, also had another business. And so he's out on this business route. And there's this guy over here. He looks horrible by the side of the road. So Larry stops and picks him up. And he reeked so bad with alcohol. Larry said he had to roll the window down. He brought him home. And we had chili that night, that poor, Man took three hours to eat one bowl of chili.
2: Yeah, when I called her, I said, guess who's coming to dinner?
5: <laughs> and I don't think we even knew his name. Well, he fell asleep on our sofa, and the next day he just, he seemed much better, and we just prayed with him, and, and he, he seemed to want to stay. So we thought, okay, you know, he can stay a few days. So it came the fourth morning.
2: Yeah, we decided that... <laughs> I think he wants to settle in here, so, <laughs> so we pray. I, I just prayed, God, how were we going to dismiss him and do it in a nice way? And, and uh, but he woke up and he said, you know, I think it's time that I need to go. I'm a school teacher and I've missed quite a few classes and I, I just need to get back. So, hallelujah. <laughs>
5: But what amazed us, he was a man from the Sioux Nation in Sioux City, Iowa. Gifted, 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 gifted. And so Larry we had no idea when he picked him up, he thought he was close to home, you know? Two hour drive west of us, but Larry took him home. Hallelujah. That's that's just what we do when we've sold out to God. And as <laughs> go ahead, honey.
2: And if you're waiting for God to do something, just keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, And everything else will fall in place.
5: Run your race. James James
2: 2, 14 through 17. What does it profit, my brethren? If someone says he has faith but does not have works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, And one of you says to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body. What does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Amen.
5: Well, God is a God of miracles. Um, Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: <laughs> oh, well. I
2: get so excited. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: well, we—it was the '80s, and we had overcapitalized, as Larry said. We built a, a machine shed, a hog house, bought equipment, bought more land,
2: and—that's what happens when you uh, get overzealous for yes. money. Yes,
5: <laughs> amen. Yeah. So, if you can imagine 480. Thousand U.S. dollars in 1985. I don't know what that would be like today, but um, we knew we needed help.
1: <laughs> Duh.
5: So we heard this um, lawyer that he helped farmers restructure, and so we thought, oh, good, that's we need him. So we went to his office, and this, I'm using gentleman rather loosely looked at us, read our file for about five minutes, slammed it shut and said, you have one option, and that is to claim bankruptcy. Well, Larry looked at him, and he said, I can't. I just can't go there because I owe my relatives. I owe the people I've known all my 40 years. Uh, Everybody's holding the bill for me. And he said, that's it. We're done here. He called Larry some unbelievable names, and... When we went to pay the bill, I won't repeat him here. No, we won't. <laughs> we went to pay the bill. He charged us more than he quoted. But the miracle is, God showed us many different things to pay off four hundred and eighty thousand dollars in eight years. Unbelievable! I'm just going to tell you one quick story. We had um, Larry rented a lot of land. One of our landlords was his name was Floyd. And he had a beautiful daughter named Rachel. At age 21, she died of diabetes. We were devastated. We grieved with the family. And Floyd came over to Larry and he said, you know, Larry, I've got five kids of my own. I can't give you Rachel's life insurance, but I'll loan it to you for 3% interest. And that life insurance from Rachel paid that 21 percent note so god was just he he did so many things that it could be paid so we know god is a god of second chances right
1: (laughs) so so powerful
2: so i'd like to share a story with you about uh one of my daddies in the lord uh he was a big tall black man and his name is earl roundtree and uh uh, he stayed with our house, at our house oftentimes because we kept people that, were speakers that came into the church, and he shared many stories with us, but this one story he shared was that he was in a church, and uh, the Lord told him to go over, walk over, and touch the wall. And of course, he said, I thought, oh, what in the world would I do that for? And so he put it off. And he went on preaching, and the Lord said said to him again, now that you didn't touch the wall, get on your hands and knees and crawl over and touch it. So he got down on his hands and knees, crawled over, touched the wall, turned around, and the whole congregation was on their hands and knees, and a spirit of repentance broke out in that church. And God did a mighty move and a mighty work in that body.
5: Amen.
2: So uh, hang amen. around some of these people that carry the anointing, that uh, y- your father's in the Lord. Amen. And uh, just glean from them and amen. learn from them and just be willing to step out with them.
5: So this... Um, I guess our PowerPoint isn't working right now, so we'll read it to you. Sometimes God, in, in getting us ready to do, serve him more, has to give us a little more dung or a second chance. Mm-hmm. So this is a scripture from Luke 136 through
2: 9. And he spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came and sought fruit upon it and found none. Then he said unto the dresser, of his vineyard behold these three years came seeking fruit no these these three years i came seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none cut it down why does it cumber the ground and he answered and said unto him lord let it alone this year also until i shall dig about it and dung it and if it bears fruit, well, and if not, then, after that, thou shalt cut it down. Amen. So, you know, I hate to say the term, but we all need a little dunging and, and I mean, fertil, fertilizing with the word of God. Amen. Well, we'll put it nicely. Yes. And uh, so, anyway, we're all fruit bearers and uh, God just wants us to bear more.
5: Amen. So that gave us a second chance, too, to um, continue to speak his words when we hear them, and we'll share share this story with you.
2: Uh, Being that we were missionaries, we had to go to different churches and raise support, so we were in this one church, and, uh, and here was some deaf people sitting out there, maybe 15 people, and here was the sign language teacher that was teaching the message, and And all of a sudden, the Lord just spoke to my heart. There's somebody in here that has something wrong with their ear. And I thought, duh. (laughs) Fifteen people and something's wrong with their ear. And uh, so I just kind of ignored it. And the church had just decided they were going to support us on a monthly basis. So I thought, oh, my goodness. If, we do, if I say this, we'll probably lose our support. And, and so I was preaching along, and the Lord said, I told you to tell somebody that they needed to stick a leaf in their ear, and they'd be healed. So I spoke it out. And, of course, the service was over, and I had all afternoon the devil tormented me about we were going to lose our monthly support and all this stuff that goes along with it. But we had a service that night and this lady came in and she was really excited. She said, I'm healed, I'm healed. She said, she, she told us that she had ear infection for over six months and couldn't get rid of it. So she said, I went home and rolled up that green leaf, stuck it in my ear and she said, I just wanted to make sure so I rolled up another one stuck it in the other ear. <laughs> and, uh, but she said, when I pulled it out, The one was completely yellow, and it had drawn the infection out of her ear. So uh, don't be afraid to do some things that are out of the norm, that we think are out of the norm, but they're from the Holy Spirit. So, and it may sound a little weird, but you know, Jesus wasn't exactly, uh, (laughs) I, I don't know how to say it, but he heard from the Father, and he obeyed the Father, so. That's all we need to do.
5: Amen. Well, I see our time is more than up, so we're just gonna switch to China and tell you one quick story from that, and we'll, we'll close. So I don't know if you have the picture of China. There you go. God did allow us finally to get on the mission field, praise his holy name, and we settled in Beijing. Well, during that time, we started a fellowship, and uh, one of the, we had to have a translator, of course. We didn't speak fluent Chinese. So the, um, the next picture will show you Chang Ya Peng. It's just amazing that Helen is now working as a doctor in Hamilton, Ontario. But there she is, uh, in, and she invited Larry and I at the end of this long journey to go to the Expo Garden with her. Well, when we got there, it was closed. And Larry just, I was like a little bit shocked, but he started rattling the, the gate, the iron gates. And a little lady was over there and she said, could I help you? And we said, well, we want to buy a ticket. She said, it doesn't open till tomorrow.
2: And I said, well, tomorrow we're going to, we have to be gone. We won't be able to, ah, how about you letting us in? We'll, we'll buy a ticket. You can unlock the door. And we'll get to see the garden. You'll get the money, and we'll both be happy. And, well, yeah, that sounds like a good deal. But she says you won't have a guide, though. You'll just have to go on your own. So, oh, we'll get to see the garden. Hey, we're excited about that. And so, it was just gorgeous. Uh, the, they, the gardens were all of different gardens that were in China and throughout the world. So, we got to see a lot of gardens. But as we were walking, uh, I looked up on the hill and there was a, a tea house up there and the Lord spoke to my heart and he says, you need to go up there and, you know, a hundred steps. for oh,
5: They had it perched you know, way up there.
2: <laughs> that, that's a lot of steps just to go see a tea house. I can see it from down here. <laughs> uh, so uh, we went on and we came back about two hours later after seeing more gardens and more beautiful things. The Lord just spoke to my heart, and he says, you need to go up there. So we trudged up there, me and my lovely wife, and we got to the top and knocked on the door, and, and two young girls, Chinese girls, came and ah, they screamed and slammed the door, and there we were facing the shut door. And uh, so we stood there for a while, and all of a sudden the door opened, and this young girl greeted us, invited us in, and, and uh, she said, I'm uh, a tea
5: princess. princess,
2: is what she called herself. And and it's my job to show people how to prepare tea, and there's so many different ways to do it. So she showed us all the ways of making tea, doing the proper procedures. And, and while she was doing that, I said, she introduced herself as Lee Jung Lin. I said, by the way, I said, have you ever heard the name of Jesus? And she said, yes, I've heard the name many years ago and I've been wanting to hear more.
5: So we were able to lead her to the Lord. Unbelievable. Just praise be to God. And so a long-term relationship that still is current today. She invited us to her Wa village. That's one of the 56 ethnic people in China. And uh, we did many projects there, but I just want to share one last story. And that is, Larry was down at, um, at the Wa Village, checking on a basketball court. We were building with the county and for the school. And he woke up in the middle of the night and he said, God spoke to him and said, you should invite Lee Jung Lan to come back to Beijing and live with you and try to enroll her in the university. And so he calls me in the middle of the night and asks me, and I said, well, if God spoke it, I guess, yeah, let's do it. But remember, she only has a sixth grade education. Larry said, I know. Well, the next morning, he approached Lee Jung Lan. He said, Lee Jung Lan, I I don't know, but God said, uh, would you like to come and live with us and try to enroll in a university in Beijing? She immediately burst into tears. She said, Larry, when I was only six, seven, or eight years old, God gave me a reoccurring dream that one day I would enter a, Beige- a university in Beijing. My goodness, mm-hmm. that God would bring an old farmer halfway around the world.
2: Now, to no, now, fill- <laughs> now, old.
5: Uh, okay, a farmer, a farmer around the world to fulfill a little tea girl's dream. So if you think God doesn't see you, think again. Oh, and Revelation 7:9 says, After these things I looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. And here we are We're closing with this. Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of
2: the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to take communion with us?
5: (laughs) Amen. So let's all stand together and...
2: Hallelujah.
5: We'll go to 1 Corinthians eleven, twenty-three through 26.
2: Okay. For I, for I have received from the Lord that which is also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. till he comes. Hallelujah. So.
5: I will pray over the bread, and then we can take it together. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today. I thank you that you are alive and well in our midst. I thank you, Father, that you reign in each heart and that we do love you. And we're so thankful that you would be willing to go to the cross and let your body be broken, that we may be healed and set free in every area of our lives. So thank you, Lord, that you broke your body for each one of us.
2: Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for sending your precious son, Jesus, to die on the cross, to shed his precious blood, to wash away our sins, to be dead, buried, and rise again so that each one of us here can rise in newness of life in you because of your faithfulness. So, Father, we just thank you again for that precious blood. Because there's power in the blood. Amen. There's victory in the blood. It's just your precious blood that sets us free. And we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, do the, is the closers here?
5: Are they here? No. So, Windsor Christian Fellowship. Let only God work through you. (laughs) Hallelujah. You have been equipped. Go.
2: Happy Canada Day. Amen.